All right, it's 12.31. Good afternoon. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Directions, where we get to point you towards the right direction concerning several topics and several issues. Uh, this is Lagos Talks 91.3. My name is Ifnaya. Let us finally bring this topic to a close. I'm talking about coping skills. Um, it's been on for quite a while now, and um, it's time for us to just wrap it up in a nice little bun. Now, if you were not a part of the show the last time we spoke on this, I will touch on a few things that I shared and then move on to the rest of the information. I did describe coping skills or just coping itself as the ability to deal with difficult situation. You know, the world throws so much at you. How are you able to cope? How are you able to adapt? How are you able to, in the Nigerian parlance, manage? You know, what really is coping? Um, the coping skills that you have adopted and that you have embraced, is that the best? Is it healthy? Is it reactive? Is it proactive? Do you even know what method of coping um, skills that you have adopted? I shared um, the types of coping mechanisms. According to psychologists, I shared the problem-focused mechanism where you deal with the problem and you're aiming to change the problem. You know, um, if it's a stressful situation at work with the problem focused mechanism you would include this would include you just maybe looking for a new job or maybe talking to your boss about how to change your situation so you just focus it focus on it head on you know you're not mincing words you're not um beating about the bush you are not avoiding the problem you're just facing it head on and then there's the emotion focused mechanism and this one helps you to deal with the emotions that are caused by the situation and for those who might use this approach, it's either you can't or you don't want to change the situation. So rather than use the problem-focused mechanism by changing the situation, you're addressing those emotions. You're sad about it, but you're not changing the situation. You are addressing that sadness and that disappointment that you're feeling. And I mentioned that with this, this may not necessarily be the most advisable because it just feels like you would be packing on so many emotions a lot of times unaddressed. Or even if you're addressing the emotions, there's only so much you can take as a human being. So you're going through the cycle of having to deal with that same emotion over and over again. You're just not happy. You're sad. You're disappointed. And you're just there because you don't want to or you, you can't change the situation. Um, I did say that there are there are times where you know that something's got to give. There are times when you know that the sacrifice that you need to make at that moment is stay in the situation. And an example, prime example that I did give was maybe that was that is a job that puts food on your table. Please understand that as I talk about these things, I'm not speaking on times where maybe the job or the situation endangers you. You know that is you know an outlier. So I'm not talking about that, but more often. I'm just speaking on situations where you just, they're just not pleasant. You don't like that job, but you know that's what puts food on your table. And so for the time being, rather than address the problem, which is to change the job. I mean, if you could change the job, of course you, you would have done that. But at the moment, you probably are not having any offers at that time. So what you've decided to do is to look for ways to make yourself happy. Whenever that sadness comes, you know how to address the sadness. You know how to address that annoyance, that discomfort um, for the time being. And there, there are some people who've decided to focus on this and just wallow in, even in, 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 in situations that they know that they can change. But for some reason, they feel stuck in that situation. Now, that's another conversation for another day. 
um but for you who is in a position where you know that this particular situation is not good for your mental health it's just not good for you it's not serving you in any way you're constantly sad and down you know feeling suppressed and depressed but you still not change the situation and if it's a situation that can be changed but you've chosen not to do it you need to actually sit down with yourself to ask why you know why are you still there are you there because there are people that are involved that you think you don't want to disappoint are you there because you think your life depends on it or some people's lives depend on it i i just need you to you know sit with yourself to identify it because there are times where people just sit down there because of fear not necessarily because they can't change the situation but it's the fear of the unknown okay when i leave here what next but then you choose to stay there it might be more detrimental to you and damaging you might implode because this is you just you know packing on and packing on such negative emotions from that situation and so that emotion focus mechanism may not necessarily be the best you know the mechanism that might be the best for you might be the problem focus mechanism address it or change it uh, but like i mentioned it depends on the context um another mechanism that i spoke about the meaning focus mechanism um here you are using strategy strategies to just understand and derive a meaning from the situation and i use the prime example when you are um when you you you're able to maybe give it a bird's eye view so to speak to understand that okay the reason why i'm still here or the reason why i'm in this situation and while i will endure for a while is because there is an expected end there is a target there is an objective there is a purpose there is meaning you know everything happens for a purpose there are people so people who use the meaning focus mechanism to cope maybe for the time being or for the duration of time that they are there they're constantly encouraging themselves through the end result or you know eventually if i keep staying here i will finally be able to you know save up enough to relocate that's an example so save up enough to relocate or maybe the reason why i'm experiencing this is maybe there are some um negative and toxic attributes that i need to get i need to rid myself of and that's the reason why i'm in this situation at the moment so yes it might hurt me yes it might be uncomfortable but i know that i need to put the work in to just ensure that i am a better person and so they're coping through because they understand they've been able to make meaning out of it and then you have the social mechanisms where you just want to talk to people about it you have your close circle it's a, it could be a psychologist it could be a therapist so these are the different mechanisms So yes, let's just move on to other types of skills. Um and the the psychologist further broke it down into two other categories, reactive and proactive coping skills. Um when you talk about reactive coping skills, there are those that can help you to respond to the stress of the situation in the moment. So when it happens, you're able to react to it in the moment, but proactive What happens is that it helps you to avoid even meeting that stress or that situation in the first place. So you already know. So sometimes people who might engage in even this proactive it's like it's, it's like a once bitten twice shy situation where I already know what to expect. So let me just, you know, um avoid it or prepare myself against, you know, this particular stressful situation. Now there's some evidence that people who prefer to use reactive coping skills are actually better able to deal with, you know, changing situations and that those who de- develop proactive coping skills prefer calm 
settled situations and, and generally proactive coping skills such as maybe planning for change that's an example these things are useful when you're facing maybe predictable situations when the situation is fast changing and it's unpredictable you probably need those reactive mechanisms and that's how life is sometimes it throws certain things at you that you are not expecting so reactive or proactive is advisable that you have both and you know when to implement and so there are things that you know you can protect yourself against. There are things that you know you can prepare for, things that are very predictable. And for you to cope with it when it eventually does happen, you need to prepare for it so that when it starts happening, you know you are going to properly manage the situation because you did. However, we all need to develop forms of reactive coping skills because life throws things at you that you are not expecting. So how do you react to it? Do you completely fall flat on your face because... You just feel like you can't really handle stressful situations when they hit you all of a sudden. It could be like that for some people, but it gets to a point in your life where, and this is part of growth, this is part of development, understanding that there will be things that you can control in life and there are things that will be out of your control. Now, that is one thing that is out of your control. The fact that you would have to face things that are out of your control is something that is out of everybody's control. It's just reality. So we have to, you know develop those reactive you know mechanisms and skills to properly address situations and manage them when we you know we are faced with them at any point in time moving into other categories of coping skills and this somewhat just touches on the conversation that i was having with adu when he was handing over to me talking about healthy and unhealthy coping skills it is 12 41 this is Directions, that show where we get to point you towards the right direction concerning several topics and several issues. My name is Ifunaya. We're talking about coping skills, coping mechanisms, and I'm breaking it down so that you understand which category you fall under and which is best for you at any given point in time. So let's take a break, and after the break, let's delve into the healthy and the unhealthy coping skills. Stick around. We are the station that lets you join the conversation. And what better way for you to be a part of it than to have multiple avenues easily accessible for you to reach us on. Feel free to contribute to the conversation on our social media platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lagos Talks 913. Want to connect with us on Facebook? Simply search Lagos Talks 913. Also, visit our YouTube channel at Lagos Talks 91.3. For a wider medium of accessing our various content, visit our website www.legastalks.com Legas Talks 91.3 Join the conversation My name is Tomiwa Akinolu I'm Charlie Awosha It's nice to meet you, Tomiwa How can we say they do man before they do man? I see the woman start to shake This year, I married the girl of my dreams and settled down Talk with Tedela, follow Storms, and Sophia Lakija, star in Cake, a film about a quirky love triangle. Cake also stars Coloman, Sasuke, Philip Asaya, and Patience Ozuko. Cake in cinemas nationwide. Overnight radio just got exciting in the city that never sleeps. 
Be a part of engaging conversations and intriguing banter all night long from the night owls of Lagos City. So whether you're working night shifts in the diaspora or yet to snap out of that jet lag, don't miss The After Dark with Kola Woolley from Tuesdays to Saturdays on Lagos Talks 91.3. Going full throttle 24-7. After Dark with Kola Woolley on Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation. On February 24, 2022, Russia launched a large-scale military invasion of neighboring Ukraine by air, land, and sea, marking a steep escalation to a conflict that began in 2014. It started early this morning. The Russian assault on Ukraine began with missile attacks on key targets. This was an airport. For months, President Vladimir Putin denied he would invade his neighbor, but then he jettisoned a peace deal, pouring forces into Ukraine's north, east, and south. In a pre-dawn TV address that day, President Putin announced a move claiming it was for the demilitarization and denazification of Ukraine. Several officials and analysts have called the invasion the largest conventional military attack in Europe since World War II. These are among the darkest hours for Europe since the end of World War II. A major nuclear power has attacked a neighbor country. In response, Western nations have announced a raft of sanctions but have stopped short of sending forces into Ukraine. Implementing full blocking sanctions on two large Russian financial institutions, VEB and their military bank. We're implementing comprehensive sanctions on Russian sovereign debt. That means we've cut off Russia's government from Western financing. We can no longer raise money from the West. Putin faces stiff resistance from the Ukrainian armed forces and from a deeply hostile population. But how far is he prepared to go? Will the crisis escalate further or will there be a resolution? Lagos Talks 91.3 is your dial for the latest and credible updates on the ongoing conflict and issues surrounding it. Tune in to Eye on Ukraine every weekday from 1 p.m. on the Midday Show and 8 p.m. on the Live Drive right here on Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation. When Lagos talks, the nation listens to Lagos Talks on 91.3. There is no such thing as perfection. What we have is living each day, learning from mistakes made. But you can strive for perfection. Join me, Ify, on Directions, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from half past noon, where I'll be rubbing minds with influencers and certified therapists on a quest to walk you down the right path. Directions, touching lives one issue at a time. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Join the conversation. Hashtag Directions. Welcome back. It's 12.46. My name is Ifunaya. This is Directions and it's Lagos Talks 91.3. We're talking about coping skills. And I did mention that coping is the ability to deal with difficult situations. I have broken down four types of coping mechanisms according to psychologists. And taking it a step further, 
um, into other categories of the coping skills like the reactive and the proactive. Now let's take a look at the healthy and the unhealthy coping skills because coping skills can be both healthy and unhealthy. And generally speaking, when we talk about healthy coping skills, they're defined as those that help you to either reduce your emotional distress or to deal with the problem that is causing that distress. And there may be mechanisms that actually soothe you in some way. could be a temporal uh, distraction that could just help you for the time being. And on the flip side with unhealthy coping skills, hmm, these may actually help you in the short term if you're being honest, but they tend to store up problems for the future. It's like you're using this as a solution and then you're opening another kind of worms. It's either it doesn't necessarily address the issue or the current stressful situation on one hand, or it eventually brings up another issue completely. Um, and, and this depends on the, the type of unhealthy coping skills. For instance, if you're talking about unhealthy coping skills, drinking, using drugs, you know, people use this, some people use this as a way to numb their feelings, right? It's a, it's a very painful situation that you're in and you just want to have an escape. You don't want to feel it. You don't want to be present in that reality. But we know that it's much better to work your way through your emotions than to use those stimulants to avoid them. Because what, what happens and why it becomes an addiction, one of the reasons it becomes an addiction and you become, you know, quite persistent and consistent in threading that path is because it never really takes you out of your reality. It numbs you for the time being. And that's the reason why you keep getting more of a hit. You want more and more and more. You keep going back for more because it doesn't really address the issue. And so you want to have that constant escape and disconnect for your, from your current reality. What, 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 what that means is you have to constantly indulge in these different unhealthy skills like drinking and using drugs. But it's so much better, of course, if you are able to work your way through your emotions than use those stimulants. Overeating is another one. You know, you, that gluttony, that binge eating, it is super unhealthy. Because comfort eating, it may seem like a good idea at the time, but then it will lead to you becoming overweight and it's not a solution to anything because then you become overweight. You now start going through another cycle of emotions of you not feeling good about yourself or maybe you're not feeling like you're looking good. You're just feeling unhealthy from within and from outside and the list goes on and on. And then there are other unhealthy coping skills and I would love to touch on this one, venting to others. We know that discussing your, your, your painful feelings over and over again, it may seem to help, but there is a considerable evidence that you can get stuck sometimes bottling things up. Um, and and there there is evidence also that you probably going out there constantly telling any and everyone it can complicate things. Right? And the reason why is you're you're venting to person A, person B, person C. And then you go to another environment, you're still venting. Now, the thing is, these different dialogues come with a piece of advice. And sometimes, like they always say, having too many hands in a pot can make the soup sour. 
And so it's like person A says something, you take it. Person B says something, you take it. Person C now says something completely different from what person A and person B said. And then person D just says something, goes off on a tangent and you're just stuck because it's like you're not getting any solution. You're getting so many mixed words of advice and you're just like, where, like, where do I go from here? And so when, when I say venting to others, I'm not saying that you should not um, take on the social mechanism, which I did talk about, where you sit down with someone to talk to them. It could be a close friend. It could be a professional. Fantastic. I would advise pick, pick that person, pick those people, you know, that small circle you know, pick your 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 um, psychologist or your therapist, because if you keep going around constantly saying this to one person, saying that to another person, and then you just keep going and going and going, before you know it, you're stuck. You've told everyone your business. You have not gotten any solution. You're still where you were before, and so it could even make things worse. It could exacerbate what you're experiencing. So it's best for you to pick that one person, you know, that professional, that friend of yours, that family member of yours. Or just keep it within your family to just ensure that you're not going around, you know, venting to everyone and then receiving so many words of advice that you don't even know where to move from there. And then another unhealthy coping mechanism is avoiding the situation. You know, there are people who just distract themselves and this for them, they feel it is a healthy um, coping strategy. But then it's just for a short time because continuing to avoid the problem or to ignore the problem or that stressful situation is not help, helpful. What happens is that it is like a disaster waiting to happen, right? It is a ticking time bomb. It will explode at some point, no matter how far and how much you keep avoiding it. Um, so at the time you just want to, and please, I just want to, I want to divide, I just want to separate these things. There are times where you don't want to address something immediately. That's different from you completely avoiding it. That's different. I sometimes, there are times where I don't want to address certain things at that time because I know the avalanche of emotions that come with it. And maybe I'm trying to focus on a particular project that I'm working on. And I'm saying to myself, you know what? If I open up this door to this avalanche of emotions, it will distract me. And I know that I will be so overwhelmed that I will not be able to carry this out. So for me, sometimes I give my, myself a, a particular timeline. You know, because if I don't give myself a particular timeline, I will keep avoiding, avoiding and distracting myself so that I don't have to attack or address whatever the situation is, which is unhealthy. So what I do is that I give myself a timeline. I say, okay, you know what? Let me just be done with this. It's going to take, what, two more weeks? Fine. Let me be done with this and then I would address the situation. But if you think that completely avoiding or ignoring the situation is going to make things better, well, think again. It would only exacerbate the situation. It is a ticking time bomb. And sometimes the more you allow it fester, the more it grows. And the more it grows, the worse it is when you're trying to address it. So with the size it is at the moment, it's best for you to address it. Because if you keep it, by the time it comes knocking, it would have moved from size A to size Z for some people. So it's always best for you to you know, face it head on and figure out how best to deal with it or how best to cope with it. Now, let's take a look at just developing healthy coping skills and we're going to be wrapping up with this one. Um, so, so now that you might have identified which coping skills or coping mechanisms that you use and maybe you've identified that yours isn't healthy or you could do better in terms of, you know, picking or adopting a particular coping skill or mechanism, how best can you develop the healthy one? 
the healthy one that will give you desirable results at the end of the day. The first thing that I would say is to take time to develop some emotion-focused strategies to just calm yourself down. You probably find that, you know, you have a preference for one strategy or the other, especially in certain circumstances. However, it is super useful to have a range of skills that are available. For example, you know, spend time developing your ability to live in the moment, to appreciate the here and the now through mindfulness. And with mindfulness techniques, it can be really helpful when you want to, you know, just avoid worrying about the past or the future and just simply concentrate on the present. You also need to learn to manage your inner dialogue so that at times of stress, it will be positive rather than negative. And depending on where you are starting, it may actually take some time to start to develop a more positive inner dialogue. But you need to start. You need to start. And on Monday, I said to you, you need to give yourself what to think about. Because when you identify that your inner dialogue is negative, you can't just say to yourself, stop having a negative mindset. It's impossible. The more you say to yourself, stop having a negative mindset, the more negative your mindset becomes. You need to give yourself what to think of. You need to give your mind what to think about. So you need to exchange or replace so if you want to take out that negative, you need to replace it with something. So you, with you managing your inner dialogue, it comes down to what you're consuming because you are what you eat, what you expose your eyes to, your ears to, and your environment to. So if you know that you have such a negative inner dialogue, you need to open yourself up to eating and to embracing more positive content and environments and things and music and the things that you the conversations that you join so that it can gradually change your inner dialogue the next way to develop healthy coping skills is to develop the skill of asking for help you know this can be one of the most difficult skills to master and many people never actually manage it so it's best for you to allow yourself ask for help ask for help you have a sister, you have a brother. You probably might not have a sister or a brother. You have parents, you probably might not have parents. You, you might then have a boss. You may, maybe you don't have a boss. You might have a neighbor. Ask for help, even if it's just one person. There are times where you're sinking and you're wallowing in that sadness and that hurt of yours. Ask for help. It would, it would do you a lot of good to ask for help. I mean, I, I we have directions on Mondays where we... Um, take on issues coming from our listeners who need words of advice that is another platform so there are times where maybe you don't have these people around you to help out we are here i'm here mondays 12 30 i open up the phone line sometimes or i dig deep into the emails that i have and we we take one of the issues and we dissect it for the day and i always say it's a, it's, a, it's a judgment-free zone it's 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 just to focus on what the issue is to prefer solutions so that you can make the right decision and things get better for you so that could be you asking for help you know we will give you the words of advice to point you towards the right direction another way to develop coping healthy coping skills develop healthy behaviors to give you a head start on dealing with stress it's a fact that stress is easier to actually manage if you're mentally and if you're physically healthy and so it's therefore worth developing healthy behaviors, things like exercising regularly, eating a balanced diet. These are some very easy things, easy yet difficult, yes, but easy because these are things that are easily accessible to you. Exercising, you don't necessarily have to go to the gym. With eating a balanced diet, we have foods around us, our vegetables, our fruits. You see, that's, the, that's a very straight to the point thing. So, 
you need to develop those healthy behaviors because like i mentioned according to research stress is easier to manage if you are mentally and physically healthy now these approaches will set you up for managing and coping more effectively and they would also help you avoid unhealthy coping behaviors things like overeating so ensure that you're developing healthy behaviors to give you a head start another way to develop healthy coping skills learn to say no learn to be more assertive about your boundaries between work and even home because this is one major way to cope with stress do not allow yourself be driven or led into stressful situations it's not always possible to avoid stress entirely if you're being honest um but being able to say so assertively would help you to maintain boundaries and just avoid becoming overloaded you can't do everything for everyone right you can't always be a yes man or yes woman you need to set those boundaries and stick to those boundaries and people will treat you how you teach them to treat you that's one thing that i learned if you allow them keep using you keep using you they will keep using you because everybody loves freebies everybody loves things that come easy a lot of people love things that come easy and so if they know that we do you always say yes they will keep doing it But the moment you set those boundaries, some people will squeeze their face. Some people will say you have changed. My dear, embrace it. Tell them that the only constant thing in life is change. And so you've grown. To learn to say no, be more assertive about your boundaries because a lot of times the stress you're experiencing are things that you could have avoided by just saying no. Say no. Evaluate your coping mechanisms to assess whether they are healthy or not. This is another way to develop healthy coping skills. It's a very good idea for you to actually sit down to just assess those mechanisms that you use to cope with with what I've shared so far. I'm sure you've been able to at least identify some of the coping mechanisms that sound familiar. You know that that sound like things that you do. You just need to identify it. So even first off, make sure that it's healthy. And if it's not healthy, at least you know what to do moving forward. So some useful questions for this assessment could include Will this enable me to process what is happening and my feelings? Talking about oh, with this particular coping mechanism that I'm so used to, that I'm I easily deploy at any time whenever I'm going through a stressful situation. Will it enable me to process what is happening and to process my feelings? Ultimately, you just need to you need your coping strategies to enable you to support this processing, to work through the problem to work through the situation another question is will this help me to deal with the situation or am i just avoiding it another question is will this activity avoid or create stress for me or for other people you also ask will this put me or others at risk of harm and the last is can i afford this can i afford this there are other unhealthy habits so to speak like retail therapy oh my goodness when i'm stressed i like to shop i just like to go on instagram i like to go to those businesses and just to buy stuff listen <laughs> when you know you have to save when you are trying to be financially independent retail therapy is quite expensive so ask yourself can i afford it or do i need to you know reassess my coping skills So ask yourself these different questions in order to develop healthy coping skills. And this is where I'm going to be wrapping up for today. In general, developing healthy coping skills is very much a matter of right time, right place. You know, it is worth experimenting with a wide range of techniques and approaches. You need to identify how do I respond to 
this type of stressful situation? Is it the same way I respond to that particular stressful situation? Because I mentioned some of these mechanisms, they fit unique situations or different types of situations. Sometimes you might just need to deploy the problem, the problem focus mechanism, which is you dealing with the problem or changing the situation. Right? There's some people who just walk out. They're like, you know what? I'm not going to do this again. I'm walking out not because I'm avoiding it, but I'm saying I have come to an end of this particular, you know, maybe it could be a relationship, could be a work relationship, a business partnership. And you just say, you know what? I'm going to look for another job. Or it could be you addressing your head on saying, listen, if I'm going to continue in this, these are the things that need to change. And then we have the emotion focus mechanism. Are you going to only address your emotion? Is there a particular situation where it calls for you addressing your emotion to just cope with this? Because sometimes coping will not necessarily be, mean that the stressful the, the situation that you're in is bad. You know, things that stress you out may not necessarily be things that are bad, right? You might be stressed out because you have a lot of work to pack on. So if you have a lot of work that is within your job description, which you agreed to and you, which you signed up for in your contract will you say to yourself let me you know leave this place because you know because i'm i'm stressed out a lot of times when you're stressed out it doesn't mean you're going to walk away from the situation it doesn't mean you're going to say i'm going i'm, I'm moving out of this situation sometimes you just need to address your emotion and say to yourself listen you need to suck it up you know put the work in so that you can get the desirable results so that you don't have to do this much work again so sometimes you just need to address your emotions. Sometimes you just need to deploy the meaning-focused mechanism to say to yourself, there's a reason for where I am right now. There's an expected end. There's an objective. So I will stay. I will cope because I know that there's something that I'm desirous of that I would eventually get. Or it could be, oh, I know that I'm going through this process because this is developing me character-wise. That is meaning-focused mechanism. Just being able to speak that meaning to yourself, to let yourself know there is meaning in all of this stress, it helps you cope. And then the social mechanism, there's a time and place for you saying, I want to talk to someone about it. Are you overwhelmed? There are times where you're just like, listen, I can't do this again. Please feel free to ask for help. You're only a human being and there's only so much you can do. So according to psychologists, these are the four types of coping skills. Or mechanisms and yours probably falls under one of these and these could be fitting in specific situations but ask yourself the questions that I said to ask yourself to even identify if your coping skills or mechanism are healthy for you and to identify which fits what best it's five minutes past 1 p.m thank you so much for being a part of directions my name is Ifnaya coming up right now is your favorite talk show with your favorite ladies let us talk about what is trending around the world. Let us dissect these different topical issues. Let us also have conversation with you. Please feel free to join the conversation. Like I always say, this is the home of conversation. Would love to see things from your perspective as well. So stick around.